I'll be reading from Micah 6, verse 8. He has shown you, O mortal, what is good. And what does the Lord require of you? To act justly and to love mercy and to walk humbly with your God. Well, amen to that verse. That's our verse as we look to the future, as people ask us what our vision is, what's our mission. We tell them that verse. We as a leadership team got together and we said we want a simple mission statement. It's to be faithful people of God in Manitou Springs who act justly, love mercy, and walk humbly. So as we look forward and think about that and talk about that, I think uh, for a second we'll just look back. I'll tell you a quick story about God's faithfulness, how we got to Manitou, kind of the beginnings of New Life Manitou, because it's a good story. It's a story of God's faithfulness. So 10 years ago, my wife and I uh, were just married. We were living out east in an apartment, and we were doing uh, what every other couple seemed to be doing at that time, which was looking and trying to buy a house. So we jumped on that bandwagon and thought, oh, we need to buy a house. Looking back, I was like, we had no business buying a house. I hadn't, hadn't, didn't make anywhere near enough money to buy a house. But we were looking for houses. We kind of found one, and we really liked it. So we put an offer on this house. And then the, the, the people said, yeah, that's a good offer. So then we had a closing date. This is how the buying a house works. You have a closing date, and then you can move in like that day or the day after. So that day was quickly approaching. We, were gonna, we had this house in Colorado Springs we were going to buy, and everything looked like it was all set. We had our stuff in boxes. We were excited about this house. And then about a week and a half out, we get a call from our realtor who said, hey, guys, sorry, bad news. Um, the, the, you know that house you want? Yep, we know. And, and you know in the back there's that room and the, and the bathroom? Yep, we know. Well, the, the owners a long time ago added that on with no permits whatsoever. And so we're like, oh, what's that mean? Well, it means you're not going to buy it because the bank won't let you buy it because they don't trust that the house is okay and you're just two young kids. He didn't say it like that, but you're, you're just two young kids who could barely afford it anyways. So no loan on the house. So sorry, guys. He said it really nice. And so we were like shocked. Okay, everything's in boxes. We have to move in a week and a half because our lease is up. What in the world are we going to do? So Erica got on Craigslist. Uh, that's what you do to find another apartment. We have to move within a week and a half. And she found a place, one of the only places available right now was this little place in Manitou Springs. And we're like, what in the world? Manitou Springs. And we, we were like, I, got, I did the incline there once, illegally, I, I admit, because um, it was 10 years ago. And we were like, that's the place that like all the witches live, um, that the Manitou Springs. What business do we have th th even thinking about living there? What is this place? And we had no other choice. We're just like, duh, let's, let's move to Manitou Springs. Then we come to find out it's pronounced Manitou Springs. Um, but we moved there and we loved it. We absolutely love. We fell in love with it. A couple years uh, later, the owner of the house was able to sell us the house, and so we were just able to keep on living there. Who gets to do that? We did. It was awesome. And a couple more years passed. A couple more years passed. And just a few months ago, Brady Boy, the senior pastor of New Life, said, "Joe, would you ever consider planting a congregation in Manitou, your hometown?" And I thought. Why didn't I think of that? That's a great idea. Of course I would. That sounds wonderful. So looking back in history, my own life and Erica's life, looking back, think, wow, the Lord was in that. The Lord was leading us to where we are now. And it was only him that could have done that. Like the, like the, the not finding the house and then it all, it just seemed to work out. And so looking forward, there's lots of unknowns and who we are as a church. And we are going to stick to this verse as we think about who we are, our mission, Micah 6.8, which is to act justly, 
love mercy, and walk humbly with our Lord. This passage is tucked in to the book of Micah. It's a hard book of the Bible to find, by the way. We should do a sword drill sometime, see who can find it first. Um, It's tucked into this book that's rebuking the people of God for not doing what they're supposed to be doing. Have you ever been caught not doing doing something you weren't supposed to be doing when you're supposed to be doing something else? Right? Everybody's, both hands should be raised because we've all been there. We've all done that. A couple years ago, this is quite a few years ago, uh, barely old enough to drive myself, but I didn't have a car. My friend had a car. It was a Saturn. We thought it was really fast at the time. Um, come to find out, it's not really one of the fastest cars. But at the time we thought it was, we went to the thrift store one day and we all got little helmets and we wear these helmets around in the car. In the set. He was the driver. We were in the back seat. There's four of us that just would, would drive around like, acting like idiots, to be honest with you. And one time we were uh, on a straightaway. We looked out into the highway. And it's like, oh, it's a long straight. Let's go into warp speed. So we all put on our helmets and we're like, like making the sound effects as if we're going really fast because we really weren't going that fast. But we were going over the speed limit. And we go over and there was a little house kind of hiding. And on the other side of it was guess who? A police. Nothing against the police that are behind. He, the police were doing what they were supposed to be doing. We were not doing what we were supposed to be doing. And so we go zooming by the police. I would have loved to seen our faces from the cops' angle because he was just uh, he's just like th- four idiots wearing helmets, like no. <laughs> and one of the, the kid in the front seat said, "Maybe he didn't see us." <laughs> He saw us, and so he pulls us over. The cop, with just kindness, comes up, looks in the car, and says, what are you kids doing? And we all take off our helmets. Nothing, sir. No, seriously, what are you guys doing? And we're like, nothing. So sorry. We shouldn't have been speeding. I'm so sorry. The helmets. So sorry. We're just apologizing. And he gave us a little lecture. The driver actually started crying because he had never gotten a ticket before. His eyes are like watering. He said, I'm so sorry, officer. And the, the officer gave us a warning and said, don't ever do that again. Get rid of the dumb helmets and start driving normal. And so we said, okay, we will. We will. Promise. And so we did. We got rid of the helmets. We started driving normal. But that's getting caught doing something which you're not supposed to be doing. The book of Micah is written in this context where the people of God are not doing what they're supposed to be doing. And then this verse comes along, the Micah 6, 8, and says, here's what you're supposed to be doing. Acting justly, loving mercy, and walking humbly with the Lord. That's what you're supposed to be doing. And Micah does so in, in, a, in a really good way. He does so weeping. If you read the book of Micah, there's several passages where he is just weeping over what he has to do. He has to go to the people of God and tell them that they're not doing what is right. If you've ever had someone correct you, maybe another Christian, a, a fellow believer, there's one way of doing it that just says, you're bad, you're, you're doing bad, you're, you're doing horrible, knock it off, you're messing up, stop being an idiot. And then there's another way, that the Micah way is to come, and maybe, can, can you imagine someone coming to you like this, crying and saying, I know what you're going through, and I want to help you, I want to walk this journey with you, and I want to help you get to a better place. That's the Micah way of rebuking the people of God. So Micah comes to these people weeping and he says you're not doing what you're supposed to do here's what you're supposed to do act justly love mercy walk humbly got it act justly love mercy walk humbly one more time act justly love mercy walk humbly that's what we are supposed to do as humans as new life manitou we've decided this is our verse this is what we're all called to do to act justly love mercy and walk humbly so the act justly part To act justly is to do what is right. 
If you're doing what is wrong, if you're acting out of selfish ambition, if you're acting out of greed, if you're trying to take for yourself and put other people down, that is not justice. That's the opposite of justice. That's injustice. I remember as a kid, there was a, that I've told this story before, and people think it's really funny, but as a kid, um, it wasn't funny at the time. It was, I wanted justice and justice did not come. I got a watch. I think as a first or second grader, a Spider-Man watch. It was probably, it was really cheap. It was probably like a McDonald's toy cheap. And, but I just, it was my first watch. It had Spider-Man on it and it told the time. And I was like, wow, it's this great. So I got out this watch. So I go to school, kind of showing off the watch. And it was time for recess. So I took off the watch because I didn't want the watch to get scratched. And I put it in my desk. Remember those desks that with a little hole in it. The real problem is those desks offer no security whatsoever. I put it in the desk, go to recess, come back. Teacher starts teaching the lesson. I look over and there's a kid with a Spider-Man watch, a red Spider-Man watch. So I start to panic. Like that, I think that's my watch. That kid's got my watch. So I'm like tearing apart my desk. Even to this day, my wife will tell you this is how I look for things, just pulling out everything and, and looking for it frantically. And I can't find the watch. I'm like, Teacher, 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 teacher. The kid's got my watch. So the teacher comes over, says, all right, what in the world's going on? Stop screaming. I'm trying to teach a lesson. She says, whose watch is it? We're both like, mine, my watch is mine. And so she's like, all right, give me the watch. So teacher takes the watch. She's holding it. And she says, all right, well, the, the owner, she kind of holds it, hides it. So the owner would be able to tell me what's on the watch. And I'm like, it's Spider-Man. It's Spider-Man watch. It tells time. That's, it's Spider-Man watch. Ah! And she's like, okay, okay, calm down. What's on the back of the watch? And I was like, I have no idea what's on the back. Who knows what's on the back of a watch? You look at the front. I, was, I have no idea. And the kid must have been like knowing this moment was going to come. Because he's like, oh, it says this at the bottom. This got a little logo here. And then it says this on the side. And I was like, what? Is this kid? Cr- what? What? And so the teacher gives the kid my watch. I know, it's horrible. And even, get this, later in the day, the kid knew it wasn't his watch. So later in the day, he took a permanent marker and wrote his name down the band of the watch, sealing the deal. And I was just like, I called for justice and justice did not come. As a kid, it was a really big deal. I mean, we're kind of giggling now and I can giggle about it now because I've had lots of counseling. But (laughs) going back, it was like this moment as a kid. It's like, no, this isn't right. This isn't just. I called on the teacher to make the situation right, and she could not. She did not uh, because she was, you know, she was lied to by the kid. She didn't make it right. And I think we as New Life Manitou are called to act justly. We are to grieve with those that have been unjust, unjustly acted upon. The second thing, so we, we act justly. We love mercy. So we love mercy. We love the things of God. Another version translates this as to love grace. There's this Christian t-shirt that just has grace, G-R-A-C-E, down the front. And it says, uh, God's riches at Christ's expense. It's like, well, that's a cool way of remembering it. To, to think about, we don't really deserve grace. We don't really deserve mercy. But then we receive it. And it's awesome. And it's beautiful. And um, I think about, Grace and mercy being juxtaposed, that the justice says um, <clears throat> that the, the right things need to happen. And mercy says, well, even if you have been the one that's done wrong, 
mercy is going to be shown to you. And they're, they're juxtaposed. Uh, a couple weeks ago here in Manitou, there was, um, I'm, st- I'm still learning the full details of, of what happened exactly, but there was some sort of fight uh, between some, I think, homeless people or transient people. And one of them was injured really bad. And he, I, I think, to my knowledge, his neck was broken. And uh, it, I don't know that he'll ever be able to walk again. And when I heard about this, uh, Dale, I don't know if he's in here, Dale told me about it. And when we were just, I was walking in the street and I just, my heart just sunk. And I thought, gosh, like not in my town. Like I'm a pastor here and this is, this is a horribly unjust thing. It, this shouldn't happen. And I, I wanted to bring mercy because I knew I was going to be talking about this. Uh, this, the Lord needs to, you know, gosh, no, this injustice has happened. What about grace? What about mercy in this young man's life? And so I went about trying to find who this person was. And I asked some, some other people and they said, oh, we don't know his name, but he was this guy. He kind of looked like this. And, and I was like, oh, I know that guy from this. I've met him before. And then I thought, man, I really want to visit him in the hospital. That's what pastors do. That's what Christians do. We visit people in the hospital and we pray for them. And I thought, man, it'd be really cool if I was able to visit this guy in the hospital. So I contacted the authorities and said, oh, I'm a pastor. I'd love to go meet with this guy. Can you tell me his name? Can you tell me what a hospital he's in? And they said, no, so sorry. We can't. If there's actually an investigation investigation going on. So we're not able to release that information yet. And I thought, gosh, I would love to go visit him and just, just offer any amount of grace through God. This, this servant would be able to provide with prayer and just a quick visit. And I thought, I'm just going to, I'm just going to go to one of the hospitals and see if he's there. <laughs> it's kind of a long shot, but I thought, um, I, I know Memorial Hospital pretty well. And uh, lots of you that have been coming to New Life Manitou, you know that when we launched on Easter, my mom was really sick and she was rushed to Memorial Hospital. She spent weeks there and the doctors even said she, she's not going to make it. And the, sh- the short end of the story is that she did and she's, she's doing great. She's, she's home now and she's walking and she's talking and uh, she was going to be here today but she was having a little pain this morning, but she's doing good. She's alive. And so anyways, I was like, I, I guess if, if Lord, if, if you want me to find this guy, I, I pray that you'll lead me to this guy. And um, so I could pray with him and just, just offer a little bit of comfort and say people in Manitou are praying for you. And so I go, I was like, I'm going to go to Memorial. I'm going to go to where my mom's room was. I'm just going to see if he's up there. If, if he's hurt really bad, he's probably in the ICU and maybe there's lots of different ICU sections. Maybe he was in, it was sent to the one my mom was in. I know it's a far chance. So I go up there and sure enough, I see the, a nurse that was taking care of my mom when uh, she was in the hospital, she was a believer and she was there through the whole thing. Like when it was just like, yeah, your mom's not going to make it. So sorry. As a believer, she was offering comfort saying, your mom's going to be in a better place. We know this. And I see her and I'm able to update her. And I said it like this. I said, she, she said, cause she wasn't sure. I mean, when my mom left the hospital, it seemed like she wasn't going to make it um, or left the ICU. It was just very uncertain. Is she going to make it? Is she not? And so I was able to update this nurse. She said, well, how's your mom? She, you know, she, she was kind of asking as if maybe my mom had passed and she hadn't. So it was like, how's your mom? And I said, oh, my mom's home now. And she kind of looked sad and I was like, no, like literally, like like Woodland Park home. And she was like, oh, like, are you serious? And we hugged and we cried. And it was really cool to update that nurse. And then I said, um, I'm looking for a guy, a homeless guy from Manitou. And he said, oh, they're right here? And sure enough, he was in the room, like right next to where my mom was in. It was just like God's grace leading me. I don't know. It was a long shot. It was just 
random? I don't think so. I think the Lord was in that. So I, I visit this guy and he was awake and conscious. And I just said, there's a lot of people praying for you in Manitou. I've, I've told our congregation, uh, some of the leaders about you. And I've talked to some of your friends and they all want to visit you, but no one knows where you're at. The authorities won't release their name, your name. There's an investigation. He's, yeah. And, and so I, so I said, can I pray with you? And I prayed Psalm 23 over him. He just thanked me for being there. And maybe that visit was, was more for me than him, but it was just the Lord's mercy. And it reminded me of the Lord's mercy being shown to our family because my mom was sick and the doctor said, she's not going to make it. And then she did. And so we, as God's people receiving the mercy of God, then give the mercy of God as people of new life Manitou. So act justly, love mercy, and we walk humbly. And this one is probably the, the hardest one to do as Americans. Americans aren't really humble about anything. I, I've gone on plenty of mission trips. And usually the, the theme that the leader says when we go on mission trips is, please, guys, be quiet. This, other countries aren't as loud. They're not as boisterous as Americans. Please calm down. Walk humbly. <laughs> if you've been on a mission trip, if you've been to any other country, probably you realize what I'm saying. Um, <clears throat> but we as Americans, we love just kind of I think about social media and 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 the the self-promotion that I'm guilty of that maybe we're all guilty of I think about just yesterday or the day before I was I was looking at some friends posts nobody in here um but he said they were they, they said they were so humble they took a selfie of themselves they won an award they said so humbled to have won this award and I thought good good for you good you know great job liked the picture and then I thought that's not humble. That's, that's honoring. Like, be, just use the right word. You're honored to receive the reward because humility is kind of the opposite. Humility is, is walking low. It's like John the Baptist saying, I must become less and he must become more. So we as New Life Manitou, we're going to walk humbly. We're not going to, whenever people hear about New Life Manitou, I would love it if, if we didn't have a big name, but the Lord had a big name. Oh, New Life Manitou, that's the, that's the people that, that are just walking humbly and always pointing to the Lord and to the things of the Lord. That's what I would love us to be as a people, to walk humbly. And there's only, it's only by the strength of God that we'll be able to do this. And so, we're going to transition into a time of communion after thinking about acting justly and, and loving mercy and, and, and walking humbly with our Lord. So the communion servers, you guys can come up I'll, I'll, uh, and the band, you can come up. But here's the, here's the thing. New life, Manitou, a new life, we, we celebrate an open communion, which, which means this. It means that we um, kind of give you the decision. If you believe in, in the Lord Jesus as your savior, then communion is for you. If you believe that he has saved you from your sins and that by celebrating him, remembering him, then, then you are in the kingdom. Then, then that's, that is what it takes to be a believer, to confess your sins, to believe upon Jesus, then communion is for you. Then, then come, the feast is for you. And if you don't, well, then you could stay where you are. And there's, there's no shame in that. This is not a us, you kind of thing. Um, but this is a feast for all those that would say that Jesus is their Lord. So if you would stand with me, I'm going to pray. <clears throat> and if you come forward, um, the ushers will kind of show you how to go through. You'll come forward with open hands. And that's a symbol of you us all needing to receive from God. Come forward with open hands. The bread will be placed in your hands. 
the server will say, Christ's body broken for you. And you'll take the, the bread and dip it into the cup. And the server will say, Christ's blood shed for you. And then you can eat it right up here. And then go back to your seat and, and, and pray, meditate on the things of God, to, to act justly, to love mercy, to walk humbly with the Lord. So Lord, we, we come before you as, as your servants. We come before you loving mercy and, and wanting to act justly. <clears throat> and Lord, definitely wanting to walk humbly. These are all things that you yourself, Jesus, did while you were on the earth. God, when you were here, you loved mercy. Lord, you acted so justly. And, and Lord, you, you were so humble about the way you did things. And so we want to reflect that, Lord. We want to take communion in remembrance of you, proclaiming your death until you come again. So Father, Son, Holy Spirit, we receive these things. This is the body of Christ for the body of Christ. These are the gifts of God for the gifts of God. Come forward.